0: It's the debut of the 1-Minute Dash here on episode 128 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. What's covered during these dashes? Everything Cincinnati and Dayton Sports related. Also, get your holiday on with hockey tournaments. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to sports happening in the Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio region. Visit theleewmowen.com slash podcasts to listen on your favorite platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. Follow the host on Twitter at theleewmowen and the podcast at Cindy Pod. Opening theme is Arpy by Dan Hennig from the YouTube Music Library Collection. Now for your host, Lee W. Mowen. Welcome again, dear listener. This is episode 128, Can You Believe this day recording that we're five days away from christmas and about a week and a half away from the start of the 2020s a new decade awaiting us in just a couple sleeps i personally can't it's crazy to think that we're turning over a new decade but hopefully there's more opportunities for everyone out there including yours truly anyways today marks the debut of the one minute dash Maybe later on it'll be accompanied with theme music, but not this week. The idea behind this segment is to cover a lot more Cincinnati Dayton sports than I normally get to in an episode, because most of my episodes run about an hour nowadays. And lately I've been feeling disappointed with myself. I feel like there's always something I'm leaving out. It's not that I don't want to talk about it, it's just, oh, look at the time, I blew right by it, and oops, I forgot it. I always get that part where I'm uploading it to all the platforms. You can listen to this, which by the way, the LeeWMallon.com slash podcast has the entire list of your favorite destinations to catch, the local Sunday Sports Podcast, just in case you didn't know. So I decided to fix this issue. I'll have a segment where I talk about things for a minute, and then I go to the next topic. Now, granted, when I have interviews, we're not going to do the one-minute segments or the one-minute dash, as I already forgot what the segment name was called, but we'll see how it goes. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. If it's a welcome addition, I'll keep doing it. If it's not, then I'll figure something else out, just to make sure that you, the listener, have a good time, learn something about Cincinnati Dayton sports, and realize there's actually sports in Southwest Ohio, and it's not all at that school in Columbus. Funny, I know. So, we will start with the debut of the One a Minute Dash now. In the background, you're going to hear a ticking sound, you know, what clocks make and everything. And when I hit the minute, there's going to be a horn that sounds like this. So that's the premise. I talk about a certain topic for a minute, then you hear that horn, and then we move on to another topic where the process repeats itself. I will say, if there's something I really want to talk about in depth, I have the right to save it for the second half and talk a little bit about more. I know GCL Night, which, what I broadcasted from Heritage Bank Center last night, that's definitely going to be talked about because I still feel like I'm on top of the world on that so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that and we'll talk a little bit about other things the sound effects the ticking time clock and that horn brought to you by the people at freesound.org and it's part of the creative commons zero license meaning it's public domain but i want to thank them for what they do free sounds for your own podcast and the like freesound.org So let's begin with the one-minute dash. And first up, GCL Hockey Night at Heritage Bank Center. At the biggest hockey barn in Cincinnati, Heritage Bank Center hosting St. Xavier and Moeller. And what a fantastic environment. Bombers fans, Crusader fans, everyone in between. Great turnout, free admission, can't beat that price. For the JV game, both teams end in a 5-5 tie. St. Xavier outscores the Crusaders 5-2 the rest of the way after Moeller goes up 3-0 early in the second. But the Crusaders win the varsity battle 4-2 to despite St. Xavier outshooting Moeller 33-11. What an atmosphere was. Gotta thank head coach of St. Xavier Hockey, Elliot Johnson, for allowing me to come down to Cincinnati and broadcast it. I still feel like I'm on top of the world there, but... What a great game it was. Great defense. Brendan morton Strauss, the sophomore goalie for Moeller, really stood on his head. 31 saves in the pipes. That is outstanding hockey. And that's a minute. Okay, second time went a lot better. Hurrah. And speaking of the home of the Cyclones, let's talk about Cincinnati's ECHL team. First place in the ECHL Central Division by 7 points over the Toledo Walleye and the Fort Wayne Comets. Cincinnati, 39 points, 18 wins, 6 losses, and 3 overtime losses, 39 points. Also, I saw something very interesting on Twitter, as the Cyclones have nearly won 90% of their games when scoring first. That's tops in the ECHL. Stats-wise, Jesse Schultz, you remember him from last year. Great forward. Another great start to the year. 14 goals, 18 assists, 32 points in 26 games. Ben Johnson, not a bad year either. 11 goals and 14 assists, 25 points in 24 games. Four power play goals for Schultz, by the way. Mason Mitchell, nine goals, nine assists. Derek Angeli, five goals, 16 assists, 21 points, 25 games. And the Cyclones are back home tonight. I believe Kalamazoo is in the Heritage Bank Center. And now we talk about varsity hockey at Miami U. Tough year for first year head coach Bergeron and the Red Hawks as Miami is four ten and 3 overall and 2-5-1 and in the National Collegiate Hockey Conference. Next game for the Red Hawks up north to northwest Ohio to take on number 10, number 11 Bowling Green, December 30th. Next home game for the Hawks won't be till January 17th and 18th against North Dakota in Oxford. Your stats thus far for the Red Hawks leading the way with seven goals, twelve assists, nineteen points. Gordy Green, Karch Bachman, not too far behind, fifteen points, nine assists, and six goals. Five goals, nine assists for Casey Gilling to round up the top three. The Red Hawks find themselves in last place in the NCHC at five, seventeen, and two. St. Cloud State tops 36 and 3 overall and 19 2 and 3 in conference play for St. Cloud State. And we move on to the Tri-State Collegiate Hockey League, which is ACHA, aka Non-Scholarship Hockey, Club Hockey for Miami, and Xavier and Dayton, part of the Tri-State. The Red Hawks leading the TSCHL. Nine and one record for the Hawks. In fifth place are the Xavier Musketeers. Four, three and one in conference play. And the Dayton Flyers last place. Zero and nine for first year at coach Tony Morris. Do have a schedule for you for the Dayton Flyers. Club hockey has taken a break and the Flyers won't be back in action. According to the schedule on the league website, until January 18th will be an A-10 battle at Sports Plus in Cincy as the Flyers take on St. Bonaventure, a Big East battle with Marquette, and another Big East battle with Providence. In club hockey, no scholarships, but still great hockey nonetheless. Support your collegiate hockey teams. It's weird not seeing Cincinnati in the TSCHL. Next up on the one-minute dash, Moeller hiring their new football head coach in Mark Elder, former head coach of Eastern Kentucky University. And it's joked on the press release released by the Crusaders, no, Mark Elder doesn't have to change his last name because one of the rivals in the GCL South are the Elder Panthers. Although I heard there might be a trade sending Elder to Elder and Coach Ramsey to Moeller. That's a joke. As well. But what isn't a joke, Elder has local ties. Graduating from Sycamore High School back in 1996. Was head coach of the Colonels football squad for four years. Finished the year seven and five and 21 24 overall with EKU, 15 16 in the Ohio Valley. Should be a really good hire. And it's a very young Muller squad that coach Elder is going to adopt. And set the sights for twenty twenty. We'll see how the high school football season comes along. But yeah, that one joke about Coach Elder not having to change his last name, that put a smile on my face. Mike Dyer was the one I believe I retweeted it. Maybe I did on Facebook. Anyway, this is past a minute. Staying on the gridiron, we're talking about the Bengals lost to New England thirty four to thirteen. Good first half, second half, it all went down the tubes. Andy Dalton, what a rough second half. He had four interceptions, two of them picked off by Stefan Gilmore, who could very well be the defensive player of the year in the NFL. There are other candidates though. Joe Mixon did pick up another 100 yard rushing game, close to a thousand yards on the season, I believe, with two games to go. Like I mentioned, great first half turned in by Cincinnati. They ran the ball against the Patriots in the second half. Why would you swap away and go against the game plan? I mean, the Patriots literally made a killing off of Andy Dalton. Again, four picks. A couple of those taken back for pick sixes. Not a great game for the Bengals. They fall to 1-13. and New England improves to 11-3 and and made the playoffs for the 11th straight time. Sticking with the Bengals, they're at Miami this Sunday. And you can listen to it on radio, 715, 30 a.m. in Cincinnati, 102.7 FM in Cincy, or 104.7 in Dayton. Sure to be a good match. The overall series, Miami leads 16-7, which includes their one postseason win over the Bengals in 1973. However, dating back to 2004, the Bengals have won four of the last seven including the last two in Cincinnati. Last game was 27-17 in favor of the Bengals in Ohio. But before that, from 1978 to 2000, Miami won nine straight meetings against the Bengals. This is going to be a tough matchup, I feel. The Bengals looking for that first-round pick, but I have a gut feeling that they're going to take it from Florida, although Miami has been playing much better as of late. Probably the best 3-11 team you can identify This year in the NFL, and I always love saying the best low-record team in insert league here. But there you go. From the Bengals to the Reds, a big signing for Cincinnati. They have Wade Miley for, I believe, two years. And he'll don the number 22 jersey, a left-hander sliding into that starting rotation. That's pretty potent for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. But the Reds aren't done. They're looking for bigger fish to fry. It looks like Castellanos' name is out of the reach of Cincinnati, but Francisco Lindor of Cleveland might not be. That's a shortstop, and that'd be two years of control for Cincinnati if they were to lure him in from Cleveland. But what would the Reds send to the Indians? Lots of prospects involved in the Reds' farm system. Hunter Green's name was mentioned. Nick Senzel, who I thought had a very nice first year in the majors for Cincinnati. Also, Jonathan India, the third baseman who's got a pretty heavy bat. Hunter Green was also mentioned as well, but I'm afraid of giving too much for just two years of control because Lindor is going to want a big paycheck after that first contract expires. So we'll see how that continues on. But can you... Agree with me that the offseason for the Reds has been pretty exciting? and I really hope that the Reds use this to their advantage, and I'm hoping at least a wild card, at least. And finally, to wrap up the one-minute dashes from the Equalizer, the National Women's Soccer League will not be expanding to any more teams in 2020. What does that mean for FC Cincinnati? Well, plan for 2021 when the West End Stadium is built up, it was mentioned that there's talks about bringing a professional women's soccer team to Cincinnati alongside FC Cincinnati. It's not going to happen in 2020 in the last year at Nippert Stadium for the newest MLS crew. And speaking of MLS, the Charlotte, North Carolina area will possibly have the last expansion team in Major League Soccer. What a fine their pain for though. I really hope to see Cincinnati grow the women's soccer game more but it's not happening in 2020. You can read more about this. I have it from The Equalizer by Jeff Kassoff, and it was written just yesterday. Big news, but it doesn't mean the door's shut. And would you know it, I finally got a dash inside one minute completely. Outstanding. And that will wrap up the debut of the one minute dash. Did you like it? Did you think that I was cheating by finishing off my sentence after the loud horn? Let me know. Twitter, Cindy Pod, or the Lee W. Mowen, let me know what you thought about the one-minute dash. I quite like it, although I've been doing this for about 30 minutes, and the Bengals versus Dolphins take took about four tries because I wasn't satisfied with the first three. In fact, I might go back and change it again. Spoilers. But up next, we will talk about the upcoming holiday tournaments. I mentioned hockey in the intro, and that's true, but there's also a big wrestling tournament next weekend. There's a lot of stuff to do in Cincinnati and Dayton. So stick around as we're done with the one-minute dashes and heading to second base on episode 128 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Hey listeners, did you know that you can buy gear supporting the local Sunday Sports Podcast? Visit the leewmawen.com slash podcast, then click on Buy Podcast Merchandise made by T Public. You can get shirts, hoodies, mugs, phone cases, and even stickers. Check out the local Sunday Sports gear by T Public. Welcome back, dear listener, to episode 128 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Thanks for coming back and listening to another weekly edition, and I'd like to wish you the happiest of holidays. No matter what you celebrate, celebrate with the ones you love. And for part two, we're talking about the holiday tournaments. Mentioned in the opening, there's hockey tournaments, one starting today. Yours truly will have the call of six Mayor's Cup games, and two additional Springboro games. So yeah, that's a lot of hockey, and there's already two games in the books this weekend back at GCL night last night at Heritage Bank Center, which, again, thanks to Coach Elliot Johnson and the St. Xavier Bombers for allowing me to broadcast that game from Cincinnati. I'm still over the moon that I got to call a game from the home of the Cincinnati Cyclones. And I mentioned on Twitter that hopefully one day I'll be able to call more games there. Maybe as the voice of the Cyclones. Maybe as the voice of another ECHL team. I don't know, but hopefully that's in the cards for my future. Let's talk about those holiday tournaments. There are tons around the Cincinnati-Dayton area. One that I've always wanted to broadcast, but never got a chance to, the Shawnee Holiday Tournament around the Gratis and Camden area. And that tournament has been going on for quite some time now. There was a team that I saw that was involved. I was like, wait, what? Is it Brookville or something like that? I don't think it was Brookville. Normally, it's Preble Shawnee, the host, Twin Valley South, Tri-County North. National Trail's normally in it. A couple of years back, Oxford Talawanda was in it. I want to say Eaton might have been on it, but I think Eaton has their own holiday tournament they do now. There are a ton of basketball tournaments. There's a ton of smaller wrestling holiday tournaments. And there's a couple more holiday tournaments around the state of Ohio. But the main ones we're going to talk about for part two of this episode, we're going to talk about the Mayor's Cup at South Metro Sportsplex starting tonight. We're going to talk about the Miami Valley Freeze next weekend at Hobart Arena, one of my favorite places to broadcast from in Troy, Ohio. And we're going to start off with the Greater Miami Valley Wrestling Association Holiday Tournament, happening at the Vandalia Butler Student Activity Center on Dixie Drive. 50 teams come into this gym and wrestle on a total of 8 mats, and then we crown champions late Saturday. I tell you, 50 teams, there are so many wrestlers out there, it is outstanding to see. If you love high school wrestling, you want to come to this. It's a great event, you get a chance to win 50-50s, and you have a chance to help keep wrestling alive in the Miami Valley. All this information is coming from bombspage.com. That's B-A-U-M-S-Page.com. And you can search for the 2019 GMVWA Holiday Wrestling Tournament. Again, 50 teams are coming in. And we'll click on the PDF here, going live. Session 1 and 2 both start at 10 a.m. Friday and Saturday. There is a little note talking about they're pushing Everything back up an hour so that that team in Columbus can play in a bowl and, you know, eventually lose to Clemson. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Yes, I did. Anyway, 50 teams. Let's cover them. You have the Anderson Redskins, the Bellbrook Golden Eagles, the Benjamin Logan Raiders, Big Walnut Eagles from the Central Ohio area. That's Sunbury. You got the Brookville Blue Devils, the Vandalia Butler Aviators, the host, Campbell County, Kentucky. The Carlisle Indians. I believe it's the Chillicothe Cavaliers. They're listed as Southeast Ohio. The Covington Buccaneers make an appearance. The Delaware Hayes Pacers. The Eaton Fighting Eagles. The Graham Falcons. You might know them for being a wrestling dynasty in the state of Ohio. Great Crossing, Kentucky. Their rival? Not-so-Great Crossing. I'm sorry. The Greenview Rams. The... Hilliard-Bradley Jaguars in Central Ohio, the Canton Ridge Cougars of Springfield, Legacy Christian Academy in Xenia, the Mettledale Lions. I believe this might be the first Dayton City League team I've seen in the GMVWA since I've become an announcer, but don't hold me to that. There's been a lot of wrestling. And to be honest, I don't remember what I did before the two hockey games yesterday. So we got Meadowdale, Miami Trace from Southeast Ohio, the Miamisburg Vikings, the Milton Union Bulldogs, more traditional in the Louisville area. They always bring some good wrestlers. The National Trailblazers in Northwest Preble County, the Northmont Thunderbolts, the Highlanders of Oak Hills and Cincinnati, the Pickerington Central Tigers, the Preble Shawnee Arrows, the Princeton Vikings, the Reynoldsburg Raiders, Bidwell River Valley. I didn't realize there was more than one River Valley, and my bank has River Valley too, but this River Valley's from Southeast Ohio in Division 3. The Rio Raiders in Northern Kentucky, Scott, which I presume is Scott County, maybe it's just Scott now, maybe it's a guy named Scott from Scott, Kentucky, I don't know. The Simon Kenton Pioneers out of Kentucky, Northern Kentucky again. The Springboro Panthers, the Springfield Wildcats. St. John's Jesuit in Northwest Ohio, the Tecumseh Arrows from New Carlisle, the Trotwood and Rams, the Troy Trojans, the Urbana Hill Climbers, the Versailles Tigers, the Bearcats of Walton Verona, which technically I believe they're in Northern Kentucky, but I didn't realize how far away they were from Cincinnati. The Wapkinetta Redskins, West Carrollton Pirates, West Claremont Wolves, the Wilmington Hurricane, Worthington-Kilbourne, Wolves in Central Ohio, and wrapping it up with the Xenia Buccaneers, and this PDF now shows 49 teams. Interesting. When was this uploaded, does it say? I don't know if I can tell, but uh yeah, that changed from last night because I double-checked to make sure. 49 teams. Now, of course, this doesn't mean the entire wrestling teams come in and wrestle. I mean, some teams do that, but there's other schools that only have a couple participate in this. It's a great event. You get to see a lot of Ohio wrestlers, Kentucky wrestlers. It's a fantastic event. And Graham has won this tournament for the past few years in small school and the entire tournament. They have a wrestling machine, as you call it. So if you look at BombsPage.com, at the listing, you have your lodging options, which your hotels around, which are probably going to be in the Miller Lane area, maybe Vandalia, maybe you want to go a little further, I don't know why you would, but hey, there's options in Vandalia, there's a good row of restaurants on Miller Lane too, it's a pretty nice area up there in Miller Lane in North Dayton. You also got Huber Heights, not too far away, too. They have an at-home that just opened where Elder Beerman used to be. Look at some more of this PDFs. Yours truly is the announcer again. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the fact that I get to announce this tournament again. I mean, it's huge. It's one of the biggest events I do any year. This is one of the busiest times of my career. I get to see so many coaches, I get to see so many athletes, get to see a lot of great matches and pay attention, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Last year, I know I had to get on the mic to tell people stop leaning over the rails, but, you know, hey, I'm told what to do, so. You know, don't blame me, don't scream at me when you're told not to lean on rails for the 86th time in a day. But, seriously, I mean... If you want to see high school wrestling and some of the finest wrestlers around Ohio, Kentucky, actually, that's a good point. There wasn't really any outside the Ohio-Kentucky border, was there? The, what was it, the first or second year, going back to Vandalia Butler, there was the Buford Bulldogs in Georgia. They have one of the top programs in that state. They battled in that, and that was a great thing to see, but yeah, I mean, look at all the teams coming in. That's huge. And also, there are three schools from Purple County. The only two that aren't are tri- uh, Tri-County North and Twin Valley South. Twin being the weird combination of Tri and Twin. Honest. So yeah, coming out, it's very cheap to get into, and in fact, Leave actually, there's a tournament schedule here to tell you what happens. Try to find the prices as well. First day, you get in ten dollars per adult, eight per student, second day is ten per adult eight per student before five. If you just want to come for the championship bouts, it's five per adult and four per student after five p m that Saturday. If you want to come in both days, it's fifteen for adults and twelve dollars for students. For students, you save 4 bucks. For adults, you save 5 bucks. for all session passes. Like I mentioned, you're going to see a lot of wrestling. It's going to be very quick. Some matches are going to last longer. And it's going to be a lot to take in. But if you really love high school wrestling, I can't recommend coming to this tournament enough. Again, it's at the Vandalia Butler Student Activity Center on Dixie Drive. I believe the people watching it have to park in the north lot. If you're a coach or a wrestler or working, you're in the south lot. I say that as if the people working it don't already know that, but there you go. 49 teams, it's absolutely outstanding to see. Again, all starting Friday at 10 a.m., Saturday at 10 a.m., and looking to get the final start around two it looks like on Saturday, which be fairly early, normally we get rolling around five and oh, by the way, if you're a spectator, you have to pay for parking Friday for five bucks Saturday, you don't, so please be aware of that, like I mentioned, I'm extremely excited to be a part of this again, and I honestly think that if you want to see high school wrestling the way it's meant to be, you'll come out to this event. And now we move on from wrestling to hockey. There's a couple to talk about, and we'll start off with the Mayor's Cup. It's one of the longest-running tournaments in the Southwest Ohio Quadrant at South Metro Sportsplex. From what I heard historically, the mayor of Dayton used to give out the trophy to the winners not sure how true that is but it is a great tale and I heard someone this year saying that it's Mayor McCheese that's handing it out and you know ha 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 you know because he's a cheeseburger anyway your four teams involved are the Centerville Elks they're hosting it, the Beaver Creek Beavers and the Knights from Kettering Ice Arena and for Miami County the Troy Trojans I love seeing the local teams I love being the voice of local hockey teams so these six games this weekend are going to be pretty outstanding. Centerville has Alter for the third time this year. The Knights have won both matchups thus far. Centerville coming a little bit closer compared to the season opener. They fell 5-2 to at Miami to the Knights. I tell you, Alter's squad, they did lose to Talawanda. So they're a game back of the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League, Red Division, but Alter really has a talented roster. I mean, up and down, that that bench is stacked, and they have a lot of talent coming at you all the time. And three goalies, too. I mean, that's that's something most high school teams would be jealous of. So Alter's got a good depth on the bench. For Beaver Creek, they have a lot of... I, I still don't know if this is offensive, but blue color. It's got a really good military work ethic type of field, because Greg Gutterman was part of the Air Force, the head coach at Beaver Creek, for the longest time. They work hard, and they will continue to battle throughout the game. I mean, Beaver Creek is a hard-working team. For Centerville, I've mentioned it. The bench might be short. There might be two players starting this weekend for the Elks, but there's no shortage of talent on that bench. It's just the problem is, with that short of a bench, those players are going to get tired as the game wears on, which hockey is a very taxing sport. And then you have the Troy Trojans. They're led by Rick Zabo, his first year as head coach, and he is returning to be the head coach of the Trojans. He takes over for Phil Knoll. And this Trojan squad, there's a lot of newcomers on the team. In fact, this year, I was wondering what the Trojans were going to do for a goalie because of the fact that the goalie last year, Scott Riedel, was a senior, and you can't really bring back kids that graduate from high school to play high school sports, can you? The answer is no, you can't. So they have a senior Connor Bell in goal, so I'm really intrigued to see the Troy Trojans battle. And your first game of the Mayor's Cup will be Centerville and Alter tonight. I believe that's 6.30, the puck drops, and then afterwards, it's Beaver Creek and Troy. Troy, part of the Gold Division, Alters, Centerville, and Beaver Creek in the Red Division of the Swashel. Which, in terms of divisions, Troy's got a rough because your other three Gold teams are in Cincinnati, Sycamore, Mason, and Elder. Troy's in Miami County. That's a hike. Although, the Cincinnati kids do get a treat because they get to play at Hobart Arena, one of my favorite hockey barns. I tell you, Troy, Ohio's got a gem in Hobart, and they take care of it quite well. So hats off to Troy City, USA, for taking care of Hobart. Whereas Troy, you know, that's a lot of trips to Cincinnati. And 75 South, as I found out yesterday, is... (laughs) I hate rush hour traffic. Oh, if I didn't have to go to the river, or I probably could have taken 71, but nah... I figure that's the best way to get down. Uh, now I'm rambling on, I'm sorry. But yeah, Mayor's Cup. The non-Centerville Games will be at youtube.com slash South Metro Sports. And the Centerville Games will be on YouTube.com slash Centerville Elks Hockey. So join us for a lot of hockey or just follow me on Twitter at the Lee WMAWen and you can watch from there. I promise, there's a lot of great hockey on the way. And also on the South Metro Sports YouTube channel this weekend, Springboro's got two home games. Saturday night, they'll welcome in the Irish of Dublin, Sciota. One neat thing about all the Dublin city schools is they are related to an Irish-related theme. You know, Dublin, like Ireland. The Sciota Irish, the Jerome Celtics, which looks like Celtics, like the basketball team in Boston, and then you have the Kaufman Rocks, which is short for Shamrocks. That's two schools I know about that just call themselves the Rocks, short for Shamrocks, in Dublin, Kaufman and Trinity in Louisville, which was just up here, in Centerville taking on the Elks last week. That was a fun matchup that I got to call. Hopefully, you got to watch it on YouTube with me. But why is that? Why? Why is it just called Rocks? I don't know. I know it's short for Shamrocks, but why do that? Shamrocks is a unique name. So there you go. Anyway, what was I talking about? Springboro's home games. They recently debuted a third kit, and, you know, the home broadcast against Muller. I talked about them. They were great jerseys. They are great jerseys. Hopefully Springboro wears them more, but we'll see. Again, the Panthers have Dublin Sciota coming in tomorrow, and Sunday morning, or Sunday at noon, I should say. The Panthers welcome in Olin Tangy Orange, who happens to be the top team in the White Division in the Capital Hockey Conference. And that's one of my favorite color schemes, orange and blue. They have such a nice Edmonton Oilers slash New York Islanders look, it's outstanding. And definitely, you know, me being the Jersey nerd, you know, I love it. But it should be a good battle, Pioneers and Panthers. And if I'm remembering right, second day of Mayor's Cup is Alter Troy and Centerville Beaver Creek, and the third day is Centerville Troy and... Didn't I say Alter Beaver Creek already? Centerville Beaver Creek, Alter Troy, then Alter Beaver Creek, Centerville Troy. I guess I didn't. I don't know. I'm sorry, my brain is absolutely fried. But there we go. And last, we'll talk about the Miami Valley Freeze Tournament up at Hobart Arena next weekend. So this is the tournament that's hosted by the Troy Trojans at Hobart Arena, and they recently announced the six teams that are going to be part of it. This is from bravotroyohio.com, and it was released December the 8th. Your Miami Valley Freeze teams will be the Centerville Elks, the Beaver Creek Beavers, the Troy Trojans, of course, as the hosts. The Dayton Stealth, normally it's the Stealth JV squad, which I believe they're having a really good year, the Stealth JV squad. Not entirely sure about the varsity. Unfortunately, a couple years back, when the varsity stealth decided to play all their games in Springfield, that means no games in South Metro, therefore I don't see them. As much as I'd like. You also have the Northern Kentucky Norse, our good friend, hopefully yours too, Jamie Antello, will bring his Norse squad up to Troy. And also, the Finley Trojans making the trip from Northwest Ohio to Hobart Arena. So that is technically two club teams, Dayton Stealth and Northern Kentucky Norse, and no, again, NKY does not have anything to do with Norfolk Kentucky University, except they share the Norse name, and the color black, NKU is gold, NKY is red and black, why the change, I don't know. And Finley is technically connected with the high school, but it's also part of a youth hockey association up ...at the cube, which is not shaped like a giant cube. Get to work on that. Renovation project. Make the cube look like a cube. Probably the worst... <laughs> Probably the worst renovation project you can ever tackle, but there you go. Like I mentioned, Troy Trojans welcome in the Finley Trojans, the Beaver Creek Beavers, the Centerville Elks, the Dayton Stealth, and the Norfolk Kentucky Norse. And it's three days... Unfortunately, because of the wrestling tournament I do, I'm only there Sunday for the deciding games. Your 5th place, 3rd place, and championship game. Which I believe the championship game is the second one on Sunday. Which I'm not sure why that is. The Constellation games will be played starting at 8am that Sunday. Your schedule in this freeze tournament start off Friday the 27th. Troy will take on the Stealth. Centerville will get Beaver Creek for the third time. And Norfolk, Kentucky takes on Finley. Your Saturday schedule starts off with Centerville taking on the Dayton Stealth, The Finley Trojans against the Troy Trojans. Norfolk, Kentucky battling Beaver Creek. Keep in mind, between Finley versus Troy and Norfolk, Kentucky versus Beaver Creek, there is a long gap, I believe, that is the public skate block that Hobart Arena has. It's quite nice to see. I mean, public skates are great. You see families coming in. Giving a go on the ice, it's really cool, and I'm glad, you know, that's a thing. But keep in mind, there is about a, what would that be, a three-and-a-half-hour block? So I guess it'd be closer to a two-hour block in between, so figure out something to do. Finley will take on Centerville for the Elks' third game, Troy-Beaver Creek, and then Norfolk-Kentucky-Dayton-Stealth. And then Sunday, you'll have third versus fourth place. You'll have the championship game at 9.45 Sunday, and 11.30 is 5th versus 6th place. Wouldn't you just want to lose all your games so you don't have to play at 8am? I don't know, maybe that's just me. But that's what the schedule is listed. I think last year they swapped it up where the championship game was the last one. But there you go. Again, this is BravotroyOhio.com. It's a very well-run tournament, and Harbard Arena is quite the beautiful rink. Again, if you Get to see hockey rinks around, check out Hobart. Great seating, not a bad seat in the house, it's a great view, and from where we sit, it's just fantastic. I, I, I love being up there in Troy, and it breaks my heart that I'm glad to miss the first two days. But then again, when I'm missing the Miami Valley Freeze, I have a great opportunity to announce wrestling, something that, you know, I don't get to do all the time. Like I mentioned, there are a ton of holiday tournaments. I know Miami University Middletown used to have a girls' basketball tournament, which Middletown Massim is always a part of. Preble Shawnee too. I think Valley View might have been in it as well, but that was a great tournament. I'm not sure if that's still occurring, though. I hope it is. At the Bennett in Middletown, uh, it's a great place. Definitely, I recommend going to see that tournament. That's still a thing. And I know there are a ton that I'm missing, and. I know there's probably a lot more of them, but that's what I'm working. I'm working the Mayor's Cup starting tonight, and then next week I got the GMVWA, and then Miami Valley Freeze, and then I got one Flyers game to work, and that's 2019. That's the decade. I still can't believe the decade's ending in less than two weeks. I don't know about you, but there we go. So yeah, follow me on Twitter at the Lee W. Malin and the podcast Sunday Pod where you can follow when I'm broadcasting and local Cincinnati and Dayton sports stuff. And sometimes cute pictures of my cat trying to rip up my screen in front of my microphone. She's a darling kitty. And I asked her, hey, what'd you think about the one-minute dash? And she was asleep. So, just like my fiancé, they don't like sports. So, huzzah. Anyway... Again, a big thank you to Coach Johnson and St. Xavier for allowing me to broadcast yesterday. Not sure if they're going to listen to this podcast or not, but still, I'm still on top of the moon. I got to call a game where the Cincinnati Cyclones play. Maybe one day I'll get to call a Cincinnati Cyclones game. I'm not sure. I don't know what the future holds for me. Hopefully, hopefully the future is bright for yours truly. Next week's episode, it's going to be interesting because (laughs) I'm busy that entire week. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do the podcast, so it might be preempted. Meaning I'm going to record it maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow night after the games, so I have something to upload, and then we'll have a fresh episode that last week of the decade and talk about what's upcoming. I don't know. Hopefully we'll get 129 release next week, but we'll see. Again, did you like the One Minute Dashes? If you did, please let me know. If you didn't, please let me know. There are many ways to do it. There's many links available at dot com slash podcast where you can listen and you can give feedback. Because trust me, I care if you like this podcast or not. And I want to make sure that you enjoy it because, you know, I like doing this podcast. It'd be great if it was a sports show in the area, but we're not going to dive into that can of worms, are we? Again, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate, enjoy it with your loved ones. And that will wrap up episode 128. Quite nice, with a nice big bow on it and wrapping paper. Which, by the way, did anyone see that trick? How do we not know that? You don't put the package that you're trying to wrap in Christmas paper horizontal or vertical. You put it diagonally. And it makes it look like an envelope. It's like, how do we not know this? I mean, we probably did. Then, you know, I didn't know it. I was outstanded by it. Outstanded? I don't think that's a word. But there you go. That's how I'm going to wrap up 128 of the Cincinnati Dating Sports Podcast. Again, Thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And we'll talk to you again for episode 129 sometime before the end of the decade. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. From there, you can choose your favorite platform such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. Interact with the podcast and host on Twitter at the Lee w. and at Synday Pod. Like the Facebook page, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and download the free Flick Chat app, then search for the local Sunday sports group to submit your future Mallon's mailback questions. The closing theme is Lights Go Down by Dan Hennig provided by the YouTube Music Library Collection. This is Lee W. Mowen, and I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please join me again next week on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.